And we're back with another episode of Smells Random Podcast. This is my podcast voice. What's going on? All right, bro. We had a <laughs> no lot. We had a. All right. You got to be like Scott Hansen on the, the NFL. <laughs> that dude, that dude's crazy, man. He sits there for seven hours, doesn't take a piss break, nothing. Just stand in there, commentary. And just the same time, every time I saw that dude, he, he got interviewed by like one of the, like the Tallahassee dude. Uh-huh. Uh, the the dude that I listen to that does all the Florida State stuff. he has like a daily show for Florida State and they interviewed okay. him because he, he gets like random access to like people or he'll like dude he like interviewed Jared Fogle one time mm-hmm. he asked him why he got so fat was his first question he's like because he was like I hated that dude man like yeah. I, I like I did not want to talk to them he, he just put them in front of me and it was like first question how'd you let yourself get so fat <laughs> waited for his response wow. uh but he had Scott Hansen on there one time and I was like, oh, I'm interested, man. I want to see if Scott Hansen is like who he is like off of the broadcast. And dude got in there and was like, hello, Jeff, I'm Scott Hansen. Here we are getting ready for the football season. I was like, good God, man. This dude is probably like this shit in bed. <laughs> like, you like that shit? Yeah. I'm going to unzip my pants. Here it comes. <laughs> uh, Yeah, like. That dude, like, I props to him for being committed, but that's, uh, yeah, I, I don't know how that dude doesn't so get so long. It's probably hard to turn it off. Yeah, that's true. But how does nobody just like choke him at dinner? They're probably just used to it. Whenever yeah. you get that that text message where he's asking you out for, for dinner, <laughs> you're just like, all right, fuck. Yeah, here we go. Six hours is what's going to be. And I'll be having the salmon tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a good recommendation. Uh, <laughs> what do you have on tap? <laughs> yeah. Uh, is this one college football? Would you would you have on for the topic for this one? Well, I mean, the obvious, the elephant in the room is prime is sitting at Colorado. Yeah. And so what do we make of this? Uh, We are gentrifying. And by we, I mean blacks are gentrifying Colorado, bro. Okay, but here's the thing, bro. About to put Boulder on the map. I'm all in. I just ordered my jersey. It's just a bunch of crud. Did you really? No, I'm fucking it's with just, you. It's just a bunch of crunchy hippie white dudes out there, bro. Like that. No, for now. For now, that shit ain't gonna change. It's been a bunch it's of a cr- crunchy years. hippie, crunchy hippie white dudes forever, bro. Like, they're these kids. They're gonna go out there. They're gonna transfer out, bro. Like, nah, bro. Nah. What's the expectation they got, they out there? Got legal weed and white bitches, bro. They're not going anywhere. But they have. I mean, they have that everywhere, bro. Like you can <sighs> get, you can get weed, and there's white women all over the country, bro. You can do whatever you want. Nah. That, like, I don't know the type of white women that they have in Colorado, but I feel like they're different white bitches. So, no. Yeah, but they're like the type that are like putting shit on Twitter, but they're like scared of black people at the same time. You know what I mean? Like they're the type of chicks that are like yeah, posting on Instagram yeah, like, oh, we got to, you know, oh, I love yeah. everything, you know. And yeah, then they're just black like matter signs. walking. Around, yeah, yeah. And then they're walking across the street when they see one of the recruits. That's like, that's the kind of crazy like uh, it's just I. What I guess the what's the expectation? What is a oh, realistic bro. expectation out there, bro? They went one and eleven last year. Yeah, I had God them. Damn, bro. I had them rated as like be- below a lot of like 
group of five schools. Like if there's like 131 division one schools, I had Colorado power ranked in like the hundreds. Yeah. But that's before prime stepped in with all his Louis bag. Okay. But he didn't get anybody dude. Off to you real quick. What? Can I read these demographics off to you? I know the demographics. I looked up the demographics. Okay. Black yeah. people are less than 4%. It's like no, three. No, it's 0.9%. 0.9% in Boulder, 0.9%. Okay, it's even worse. Then it's Denver. Denver's less than 4%. Denver's like 3.8. I didn't know Boulder yeah. was 0.9. Well, now it's like 1.1 because of the <laughs> recruiting class you just brought in. Right, exactly. Uh, it's 88% white. 4.7% Asian. The more alarming thing is that it's 0.4 Native American. I figured there would be more Native Americans in Colorado. But oh. they're yeah. one of those states, bro. They're one of those states that's going to virtue signal everywhere. And then you're going to look at their shit and be like, bro, that's like Oregon with their whole like, oh, you know, we never yeah. had the slaves. It's like, bro, you were like the worst. You didn't even let black people on the border. Yeah. Like, what? This is worse. Like, you don't understand that this is worse than the rest of it. Yeah. Uh, Like, you can't use this as a selling point. Uh, But yeah, bro, like, that's where they were all at. Like, the fact that it's 0.4 Native American. Right. It's bad, bro. Like, that's where that's where they were. Uh, Yeah. It's a weird it's a weird spot. I just don't think like it's cold, bro. Like it's gonna it snows like it's gonna snow in Boulder, Colorado, like six months out of the year. Yeah, they're gonna need some shade. Kids aren't ready for that. Or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) When I'm in Boulder, I avoid the ash. With (laughs) (laughs) don't don't worry, it's just snow. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, dude. Like he didn't get anybody too. Like that's the tough part. Like I know he did sign Cormani McLean, and Cormani McLean was a nice player in high school. But yeah. like, but you don't really need to get anybody in the Pac-12 or whatever the fuck it is now, bro. Lincoln Riley's in the Pac-12. Well, I guess not for long, is he? Yeah, I mean, they're going to the they're going to the SEC. Exactly. You have, you have like US UCLA and USC going to the SEC. So you're that's an interesting case because like, what does Oregon do? Because Oak you do down. have the, you do have the market to move into one of these bigger conferences, but. No, they've shown if, time and time again that they can't get it done. What if you just dominate the Pac-12? Like, who's your competition? That's better than any other situation, right? Like, I feel like, I feel like Oregon State will probably get up there. Oregon State's half decent. Oregon State was good last year. Oregon State, was Washington, physical. Washington hasn't gone anywhere. They might Washington, have a comeback. You know, Washington's nice. Washington has Michael Penix. You let some of those other like small schools in there, like fuck, let Hawaii into the fucking Pac-12. That's bro. true. That would be a good one. Get a move nice them, little trip every year. Move them into move them into Pac-12. Is uh, the Mountain West still a thing? Yeah, because you got like uh, Nevada, UNLV. You can let some teams in there, but like the the upside for Oregon is like go to the Big Twelve and still get murked. Yeah. So just stay where you're at. Actually, be good. And hope that you can get some automatic play-ins for some like high-end bowl games. Yeah, yeah. I think you. I think you just end up staying and dominating. It's not like they're hurt, hurting for the money like some of these other t- schools are. No. And at what point? What's the money worth? Like, if you're gonna go join the the SEC yeah. or the pa- or the Big Ten and just get like five losses a year, 
Like, exactly. what's, the, what's the point of that? Like, why That's would you I'm go saying. do that? There's only going to be a handful of schools that can actually compete in that right. sort, those sort of for, footprints. And they're all in the Southeast. Right. Like, you know, they're talking like there's teams like, oh, like North Carolina is like, well, we want to go join the SEC. Like, you just bought yourself like seven losses a year. Like, I don't, why would right. you do that? Yeah. Like, it's, it's all just for the off chance that recruiting gets a little better. It's like, because no. you're in the SEC. Yeah. Still, nobody's going to North Carolina. Like, yeah. if anything, you hurt yourself on the basketball side of things is North Carolina going to the SEC. Yeah. The SEC has never been like, yeah, they've never been a great basketball school. Basketball? First basketball conference. Yeah. But, like, realistically, like, everybody's talking about, like, uh, the people in the ACC, oh, we want to move to the SEC and stuff like that. Like, realistically, there's like three programs that can compete at that level that are in the ACC, and it's Clemson, Florida State, and Miami. Like and none of them are at that point right now. Right now, yeah. But it's just because you have the recruiting footprint. Like you, yeah. You don't have to leave your area, and you can be good. Like yeah. Miami's just trying to figure it out. Miami has good recruiting classes. They're just trying to figure it out with as far as their coaching is concerned. Clemson's got good recruiting classes, and Florida State just had to play patient with Norvell to pick to yeah. get stuff back. With a foundation again. Yeah. It's like I've always said, man. Whenever you're making money decisions, you're usually not making the right decision. Um, and that's what all these schools are doing. They're just yeah. chasing the bread, trying to get in on these fucking contra- these TV contracts. And it's just not it, – you're just diluting the, the spread. Like, what do we get from seeing Alabama play USC? Eyeballs. No. Who the fuck is going to watch that? People if you're going to watch it, you're going to watch it for the fucking train wreck that it is watching fucking Southern California kids get trampled by kids from deep woods, fucking Georgia and Florida. Yeah. Yeah, it is different. I mean, TCU found that shit out. Yeah. The hard way, man. That was rough. That was rough to watch. Right. Those poor kids, man. You see the fucking outcry after that. You want to see that 12 times a year? If you're Georgia, yeah, but if you're yeah. not a Georgia fan. Yeah. I don't know. But here I mean I don't I I went through Colorado's schedule, man. That's like a 4 and 8 program next year. I mean, I guess if you're if you're Colorado fans, that's four more wins you had last year, so I guess you stoked about that, but like they're just not they can't compete in the trenches, man, and he's like, yeah, "Sure, he got the number 1 he got the number one cornerback last year. He got the number one cornerback this year. But like, you got to play Utah, bro. You ever seen Utah play? No, nah, I haven't watched college football in like three years, bro. bro. All of this coming off the cuff. <laughs> they have they have Kyle Whittingham as their coach, and that dude is a yeah. But I mean, like, if you got it locked down at corner, you're kind of forcing them to either run the ball on you or throw inside. That's all Utah wants to do, bro. That team is so physical. It is crazy to watch them. They played USC in the SEC or in the Pac-12 championship game and just whip, physically whipped the hell out of them. It was, it was bad. Like yeah. it was watching like just grown ass men just right. yeah. bully little kids, man. It was And imagine what fucking Mississippi State is gonna do to them. Well to that's, the, that's a that's a sore subject, bro. Yeah, RIP. We don't know. We don't know. RIP. RIP, Mike Leach, bro. 
We need we need more Mike Leach in, in college football, not less. It's crazy. Like they were breaking down his coaching tree, and I was just like, "Yeah, it's wild, so bro." Many people you didn't even know. Like there's like people right. you had no idea, and so you go back and look at it, and you're like, "My God, bro!" Everybody in the country was under that dude at some point, or like yeah. took stuff from him, or yeah, you know, like with the Bryles family and all that kind of stuff, and then like what that led into, like, yeah, no, man, I don't, I don't know, bro. It's it's gonna get weird. I'm kind of glad that I tapped out when I did because college football doesn't seem like it's gotten any better. No, it's tough. I mean, you heard about the you heard about the Florida thing. You've been hearing about the, like the Gator stuff that's been going on. No, so they they recruited a kid. They recruited the quarterback, and he's like the number six rated quarterback in the country. So I mean, he's like the thirtieth ranked player in the overall, mm. which is like it's a pretty de- it's a it's a pretty okay class for quarterbacks this year, but. He was like sixth, right? So it's like not a not like a can't miss. He's not like a Trevor Lawrence, like Jameis Winston situation where like people were like, go get that kid. Because mm-hmm. like there was people, there was people buzzing around Florida State when they signed Jameis Winston, like people that knew they had watched him play in high school and they were like, That that kid will win a national championship. Like same with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Like that yeah. kid is going to win a national championship. Uh, and, and uh, that's not this kid, but apparently they they offered him thirteen million in an NIL deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thirteen million. The, the the I know for a fact the number one quarterback in the class that signed with Tennessee got seven. Um, and that is a that is an actual fact. Well, the number the, the number from Florida apparently here is double that for the number six rated quarterback in the class. Well, he got on campus. Or I guess he didn't get on campus, but he signed his national letter of intent. And then he made some calls and some folks were like, yeah, we're going to have to talk about that because we don't have that money. Exactly. And so the kid was like, okay, well, this agreement was that you were going to pay me $13 million as I was going to play quarterback for your school. Well, since you didn't hold up your end of the agreement, I'm not holding up my end of the agreement. So I'm not going to enroll. And so they were trying to work out a deal that was a little bit more favorable towards Florida. And the kid said, no, because like if you're going to be promised a certain number and they right. aren't going to deliver on that number, well, then guess what? You're not going to get your end of the promise fulfilled either. So the kid said, you either pay me the $13 million or you let me out of the national letter of intent. And then the common narrative was that, well, if you're Florida, maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you should, since the kid only cares about money, which is ridiculous because he was promised a certain number. And these same people that say shit like this, if you were promised 10 grand to go fix a roof and then you fix the roof and walked up to the door and said, I've got two, you would have gone down there and tore the roof off. So it's a dumb argument to begin with, but the people were like, look, maybe maybe you shouldn't let him out of the national letter of intent since he already signed it. But here's the deal. How confident are we that this deal was done legally? And I mean, not, not sure NIL deals are illegal, but how you put the NIL deal together may not have been because like Florida state law says that you're not supposed to have any representatives from the actual university involved in these deals, but they all are because why wouldn't they be, you don't have a third party collective just saying randomly delving out offers to kids that they think the school may want. The coaches are giving them. So you kind of do. It, no, but I mean, like, 
whoever you're recruiting is being given to you by the coaches. Like the coaches are saying, go get me this kid. We scouted right. that kid. Don't just right. go willy nilly offering money to whoever. Like, yeah, but the boosters are the people offering the money, right? Correct. Correct. Okay. But there has to be some sort of tie in with the university in order for these things to go off without a hitch. So I guarantee you that shit's happening. I guarantee you the coach is going, look, this school's I that I just had an official visit with that kid. He told me that this school over here offered him this much. We're gonna have to offer him more. Yeah. And the boosters and the collectives go, okay, okay, well, let's see what we can do. Um the rumor I heard was that a random booster said, Look, let's go get the kid. Whatever it costs. And I think Miami kind of played them here because I think Miami said they were gonna offer him 10, yeah. also kind of in a bad faith. Uh, agreement. Even though I do think Miami has that type of money, oh, I think that they, I think they used it to to sort of drive the price up on them for Florida when they found out that he kind of wanted to go to UF. UF goes, okay, well if they're going to offer him ten, we got to offer him thirteen, and they didn't think much about it after that. They offered the kid thirteen. Booster comes back says, I don't have thirteen. <laughs> I have to give him like five, and the kid said no. So, I mean, like, is are these contracts structured over the their career? Yes, yes, or? yes, yes, yes. Not thirteen in the first okay. year. It's like thirteen million over the course of his entire playing career. And I'm sure they're structured so they're backloaded, and you have to meet a certain right. amount of specifications. And it's it's just like the like deals that you know. It's like don't pay attention to the lump sum of the deal. Pay attention to the guaranteed money because that's that's yeah. what becomes most important. And I get yeah, like I'm sure it was like you know you got to if you win a national championship or, you know, some weird structure to the deal where it doesn't ultimately end up being worth 13 million, but it's, it's, it's worth something close. Um, But the kid then comes in and says, I'm not going to do it. And people are saying, don't let him out of the national letter of intent. You just say, you know, tough shit. You sign a contract, go sit your ass on the bench. If you're not happy. Well, here's the thing, man, if that deal wasn't done perfectly legal, the kid's leverage now is selling your ass down the river because, If he wants to pursue legal action, he goes, yo, the head coach himself walked up in here and said he was going to offer me money and offer my family family money, and he can't do that. So that's his legal recourse. And so yeah. I guarantee you, uh, they let him out of the national letter of intent yesterday, but it took like four days for them to do it. And I guarantee you they were offering, they were trying to find a way to buy him out. I guarantee you they were trying to find a way to give settlement money. Because I'm sure his family sat down and said, okay, well, you can't pay us $13 million, but we don't want to play for you if you're going to lie to us. So how about you leap? How about we walk out of here with $750,000 and we shut our mouths? We'll sign a, we'll sign a, we'll sign a uh, NDA. We'll sign an NDA. We'll act like none of this ever happened, but you leave us with 750 grand and we can walk and pursue the open market again. And I guarantee you Florida had to do it because if not, you're about to get a whole bunch of sanctions on your ass and you don't want to be the first school that has to do some stuff like that. So, but, but I'll tell you what it hurts. It hurts Florida with recruiting going forward because if, if you're any other kid that thinks that you've been offered money from Florida, how sure are you that that money's there? I mean, I'm sure they're not the only school doing this. I'm sure they're not, but it's other schools probably like if Alabama did this, the kids probably like, yeah, probably still win a couple natties. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, I mean, there's there you can do YouTube videos like, you know, these kids, these kids can find ways to actually promote your own brand by being involved in scandals like this. So 
you got to be real careful with how you do this kind of stuff. And, and yeah. I think that, I think that this will become pre more prevalent. I think you'll see oh, like sure. some of the stuff that you saw kind of at, like Texas A&M and stuff where they said they had spent like 32 million on their recruiting class. I'm sure not all that money's there. So I I, I'm sure you'll see more of it, but it's just, it Florida's the most public one right now. And that's, that's tough in a world of recruiting, man, because I guarantee you Mike Norvell's on that phone when a kid says, Coach, Florida offered me five million. He's got, mm-hmm. Yeah, you might as well go get that monopoly money because that ain't there, brother. You better take this two million we're about to offer you when it's in the bag. So I mean, if you're making that much money in college, what's the incentive to go to the pros? Well, obviously that's... make more and win like on the biggest stage. But like, if I'm a college student, and I just made eight million dollars over the course of like four years or three years. The fuck, I need to go to the NFL for and wreck my body some more. Yeah, or I wonder what it does to like the longevity of certain NFL careers. Like you've always had the guy, you know, you had like the Calvin Johnsons right, yeah, and stuff like that. Way earlier. Yeah, yeah. Like as soon as you get that second, play. as soon as you get that second contract. Yeah, probably time to ride. You know, you play, you play like eight years in the NFL, seven years in the NFL, and you just leave, yeah. leave in your mid, leave in your twenties. Uh, who is the linebacker? Patrick Patrick Willis, the the San Francisco linebacker that like came in, made like six straight Pro Bowls, and just retired. And he was like the best oh, linebacker in football every year. He retired because his shit got wrecked. Yeah, you remember his knee? Yeah, got, like fucked. So it wasn't but, like he retired on his own accord. No, but he was in a position where he had made enough money, and he he yeah, said that yeah. he had he had really he had really invested his money well, and then he was like, "Look, I'm like 28. It doesn't matter. I'm out of here." Same yeah. with Calvin Johnson. Yeah, those dudes are just paid shit. in the shade. So yeah. it's uh, yeah, I think it'll be interesting, but I, yeah, I mean, it. I think it's real good for kids too that like aren't gonna like Florida State's quarterback Jordan Travis. The kid's nasty, man. Like he's he's crazy athletic. He's really developed a passing game. Like he's like second or third odds this upcoming year to mm -hmm. be a Heisman finalist. But the kid's five eleven, doesn't have a cannon of an arm. Like he's a great college quarterback, but there's probably he's really going to struggle at the next level. So he gets some money. He got paid a lot of money to come back to Florida State for his final year. And it's like that yeah. that those are cool stories because you get to see yeah. this like before where he wasn't going to be able to capitalize on this specific skill set. He can now, and then he gets yeah. to enjoy that time. He gets to, you know, whether yeah, even think... that yeah. well, I was gonna say what so if you end up with a million dollars, and like I know for a fact Florida State's collective also has advisors that come in. And like, not only just give the kids money, right. But yeah. like teach them about like ways that they can make this money last. Like, what if you don't get the NFL? What if you don't like, so like you make 800 grand, man, what if you can, what if you can put a, what if you can buy a house outright? Like, think about what that does for a 24 year old to be able to right. have property that early on in your life to where you have, you can start that like cash flow, like what that can do for a generation for people that start out with 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 a uh with an asset like that and if you could teach yeah. these kids like hey go go buy a house you know like go go start early you get a four hundred thousand yeah. dollar house you know and then and then you can parlay that into you know you get to sell it you later on get a little bit of appreciation yeah. pre appreciating asset 
And that's thing good. That is like these kids, if they are shooting for just being like the college dude and not with no aspirations for the pros, they can't sit on that money forever. So they really have to like focus on school. But oh, yeah. I guess they don't necessarily because the landscape that we're in, they could just play 40. They could play like 40 hours of video games a week and still be cool and probably get paid more than whatever nil deal yeah that they got but i mean i think that's probably better for everybody because at the end of the day not everybody's going to make it to the nfl and sometimes it pays way more to be that college legend than it does to be a nba or nfl nobody look at right. Tim yeah i mean look at like there's so many fucking college athletes that if they stay in that city, they're good. Yeah. They don't have to do shit. Yeah, like what would he have been worth? What would what would Vince Young have been worth to I mean Vince Young was a different was a different animal Vince Young because probably got paid regardless. Well, but, yeah. yeah, true. I mean, we all know we all know those guys did. I you know, I mean yeah. it's like people ask about, you know, it's like how how do you think Jameis Winston came from like Nick Saban's backyard and ended up at Florida State, man? Like he was paid right. a hefty sum of money to do so. Right. Same with Cam Newton. I mean, we remember the all yeah. that kind of stuff. But like I it does give I mean, yes, these people like I mean, I told you about like Peter Wart. Like Peter Wart said he hadn't paid for anything in Tallahassee in like decades right. just because of right. like he was a beast in college and no one's ever gonna let him. Or like what does that do in the job market too? For people, you know, it's like if you want to go do something, like say you've got some dude that went through business school at Florida state ends up as a CEO or something like that at a company like yeah. hire Peter work to do anything for you just because you have that sort of like right. variety based on that, where it's like, you know, some of these kids can, can parlay that for the kids that don't end up being, but I mean, even like you said, like there's so many, there's so many opportunities with like social media and YouTube and shit like that. You just like, yeah, you don't really have to do shit, bro. Yeah. But I'm happy for him. Part of yeah. me is like a little jealous, but I mean, I we wouldn't have got NILs. <laughs> no, but like wing T, <laughs> they just they have so many opportunities at their fucking feet these days, man. It's a beautiful thing to see, but it's just like damn. But it's a complex landscape too. Like you gotta. Oh, for sure, it's crazy as hell. You gotta. Uh... You got to get it figured out. There's so many, there's so many YouTube channels, so many podcasts, there's so many things like that where like you got to really, you got to really capitalize on it. You got to really parlay it into whatever you can. Yeah. Well, and, and they have a leg up on motherfuckers like us because they don't have to work 40 hours a week. So they actually can just sit yeah. there and fucking do it whenever yeah. they want. They can crank out like six podcasts a week. Yeah. But, or just sit on fucking Twitch all fucking day. Yeah, so. man. That stuff's crazy, man. The world our parents told us we couldn't survive in. What wouldn't exist, yeah. That's like <laughs> the same thing with like the math teachers with like you won't have a calculator in your pocket all the time. It's like yeah. it's on every yeah. phone we ever have. It's on my wrist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you right. It's on my wrist, son. Yeah. My parents, man, always told me I couldn't make money playing video games. They were right because I'm not making money playing video games. But, sure. but had we continued playing but, video games, we might be making yeah. some money playing video games, man. Because 
dudes be getting cashed out. Yeah. Yeah, I see and, some of the contracts these kids make playing esports, bro, making 10 grand a month on a contract playing esports. Just like, dude. Where did we go wrong? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, well. It is Don't what worry. it is. It, it'd be interesting, like, t- touching back on, like, the topic of North Carolina wanting to move to the SEC. Yes, that is a downside for their football. But for their basketball, they're getting into the conference. They're getting into March Madness every year, almost undefeated. True. Yeah. I don't know, man. There's been some weird teams like randomly like Alabama's really good at basketball. Like it makes no sense. Like, I don't know what what happens Uh, where like they're good at basketball now. NIL stretches to all sports, right? Yeah. Well, that's the thing that they're going to have to deal with is like there's so there's such a big discrepancy in in tv deals like here's a crazy thing like you know vanderbilt makes 41 million dollars a year more than florida state than on a tv deal i've heard because they're they're rolled into the sec it's like bro who's watching vanderbilt football there's like 16 people watching vanderbilt football yet you've got teams that like end up in the most watched games every year and you, like Florida State was like three of the top 10 most watched games like when they played like LSU when they played Oklahoma when they played Florida like they got you have the most eyeballs but like yet sorry ass Vanderbilt has a has a leg up on you yeah on that and it's like how do you how do you deal with that yeah I don't know man it's weird it's also like I feel for regular college students that are just sitting there watching these people get cashed out at such a young age granted they're probably going on to do bigger and better things but if you're at a like liberal arts school watching some fucking football player make eight mil and you're getting a fine arts degree yeah like, like, damn, damn. should have thrown the ball up, around a little more as a kid pick up a tennis racket or something and <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, it's just crazy yeah yeah it's tough it's like i, I it, it you almost feel like it's gonna eventually separate one day like there will be like the 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 athletics departments will be able to use the licensing for certain schools but like you almost have to separate it away from the academics because it's just not yeah and i feel like it is but like yeah yeah it is but it's like all because like pfizer's not stepping in and paying cashing out some fucking phd students for you know doing research for them. They're making them be interns, paying them bullshit. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's all fucked up. It's a fucked up world we live in. Yeah. Hey, fortunately, we don't really have to bother ourselves with it because we don't fall into any of those boxes. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have to make the decisions, and I guess the decisions don't really affect us that much. So, just... To watch from the outside. I guess point and laugh isn't the right thing, but it is uh sometimes that's all you can do. It's interesting to see where the world goes. So Coach Prime, he's entertaining, bro. Yeah, man. I why uh, my question was like, why didn't he go to USF? USF was open and they were pursuing him. I think he would have been you him at USF would have been kind of scary. Yeah, because he's got Florida. He's got Florida talent. He can recruit. He's in the group of five. He's going to have way more talent than anybody that he's going to play. 
Yeah. Who are you contending with? Gus Malzahn at UCF, bro? Like, But on the... If he's trying to get these kids to, like, focus on their futures, focus on their careers and all that good stuff, Florida's probably not the best place. If you're thinking, like, outside distractions for a college student, Colorado versus Tampa, where they have a strip of strip clubs, <laughs> I'm going to Colorado because yeah. I know for a fact those kids aren't going to the strip clubs in Boulder. Those kids aren't going to the clubs in Boulder. Yeah, they might, I think they might, but they're not staying there late. Yeah. So I just, I feel like if you're really focused on like the kids and their longevity and futures as like people and individuals, Colorado is the better play because there's less shit for them to get into. Granted, they might find themselves in a trailer park and end up making meth. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck's going on in Colorado. But well, I know what's going on in Florida. The thing that the thing that concerns me is like, or at least would concern me as a parent is like, Dion loves nobody more than Dion, man. Oh yeah, for sure. So, you know, at what point, at what point do we have a you know, does he not have those kids' best interest yeah. outside of his self-serving being Coach Prime, and? I think even if he leaves Colorado, like he left Jackson State, he still left those kids in a better situation than they would have been in. Yeah, I mean, he did. He did make it kind of at least cool for a little while to end up at right. an HBCU as a good as a good. I think the bigger damage that Prime is doing is coaxing some of these other former athletes, like. Ed Reed and some of these other big name athletes to also buy into, Hey, I can be a HBCU coach and also have this same storyline. it's like, no nigga, that ain't yeah. going to work out for you, bro. Like, Ed especially Reed's without the experience. Issues. Yeah. Like Ed like, Reed's having issues at Bethune Cookman. And it's like, bro, what the fuck do you think this was, bro? Yeah. Yeah. Like he, because, yeah, I mean, Ed Reed was like the director of player personnel at Miami. Like, he wasn't a yeah. coach. Right. And, and, like, Dion did surround himself with a couple of dudes that can coach. Like, now his staff at Colorado is not world beaters by any means. It's, like, Tim Brewster's a retread from, like, everywhere. Charles Kelly re retread from Florida State and Alabama. Got Willie Taggart and David Kelly out there, which, God, I hope they ain't doing anything with the organization because those two dudes are a clown show when it comes to that sort of stuff yeah. so i i don't know like is ed reed gonna do that is ed reed gonna like yeah I don't nobody so. cares like nobody cares you're ed reed right except for like the recruits but like once once right. once they get on campus man they need some substance yeah. because like you can't yeah, once the Ed Reed award fades, like what else are you bringing to these kids? And that's what Prime was doing. One, Prime is never going to fade because Prime, he's fucking egotistical as hell and he's always going to have that glow about him. But yeah. he also brought other things to the table. And it's like, is Ed Reed bringing these things to the table? Because yeah. Ed Reed, the allure of Ed Reed fades out pretty quick. Right. Yeah, because I... Yeah, because I mean, like, he does have those advantages as far as like because of his his personality and because of who he brings as a 
uh, as an individual, because like, I know for a fact, the dude, the dude that they fired at, at Colorado was livid when he got fired because Colorado is a good academic institution and they have pretty right. difficult requirements to get kids into school. And so they weren't allowed to like take transfers for a while because, you know, it was difficult to get those kids into school. They waived all that for Dion. And so right. he's able to bring in a different class of kid as far as athletics are concerned. And they have lowered some of the academic standards to allow him to do that. And so the staff before is like, yo, what the fuck? Like it, you just hamstrung us and told me we couldn't do any of this stuff. Then I go 111 because of the situation that you put me in. And now all of a sudden Dion comes in and this is how life works. Dion gets more concessions because of who he is and stature. Yeah. And it, it now led to that other coach. Like he's getting he's getting he's able to do stuff that the other coaching staff wasn't getting to do and then they're like comparing the the results from Dion to this guy and he's like well it's a completely different thing but like will ed reed garner that type of stuff going wherever man it's hard to say like, like outside of florida and baltimore probably yeah not. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because Dion was national, like everybody yeah. knew Dion, but like people Maybe know Ed Reed. Reed but... Yeah, yeah, that's true. People know Ed Reed, but nobody's known what Ed Reed has been doing for the past five years. Yeah, I mean, if you're not really tapped in, if you're not watching Miami football, you didn't even know that dude was on the staff there. And fuck, even if you were watching Miami football, it's probably hard to tell from what you saw on the field. Yeah, man, that's uh... Oh no, man. We'll see. see. We'll, have to, we'll have to monitor it. I mean, it'll. Hey, I, I, I'll tell you one thing, and this is what Dion does: is they play, they play TCU to start next year. You told me last year, first game of the year was going to be TCU for Colorado. I'd be like, all right, that's cool. I'll, maybe I'll see the score in three weeks. Yeah, I'll be watching it. Yeah, why not? Yeah, it's going to be a good litmus test. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, who cares? Just well, to see, is just it? Because TCU just got fucking. They got taken behind the shed, bro. Yeah, but that that's a different caliber. Like that's a there's even levels to that. Man, TCU's gonna run through Colorado, but I wouldn't have watched that game if Dion wasn't the coach. But sure. I'm going to about, now. Yeah. Just to see. Yeah. Well, I won't. I'm gonna be watching <laughs> Premier League soccer and Bundesliga. But you let me know about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll keep you updated. All right. Sounds good, dude. Well, bro, another podcast. Yeah, in the books. Knocking down. Yeah. All right, man. Till next time. All right, bro. Peace. Peace.